Hello and welcome to the Main Course Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Stanley, and I'm joined today by Dakota Edgar. Yo, yo. And Josie Francis. What's up, guys? Today we're going to be talking about the new Trippy Red album, Ariana Grande album, uh, Eminem set a new record this week, and some controversial news from Spotify. But first, Dakota, what have you been listening to this week? Yeah, so you said it, but let's uh, let's just kick it off with probably the best release, in my opinion, uh, from last Friday in the Trippy Red album, Pegasus. Um, so obviously, I think we we kind of talked about this last week, how it was, you know, 26 songs, very long. He just actually dropped the expanded version too, which it's got like, you know, like 12, 12 visuals on Apple, like for all the, the, yeah. So it's 58 songs now, actually. Um, (laughs) um, but, uh, I mean, like, you know, I, I really actually enjoyed it a lot. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like it was, it was, you know, dragged on or anything. Um, you know, some of my favorites from it, uh, you know, I think all the singles were pretty fire. Um, I I thought we was really funny because like at the end, he kind of like, you know, like made fun of like that Geico commercial from like years ago with the little pig that like stuck his head out the window. I was like, wee. So like that just made me laugh. Uh, The Rich Kid one, personal favorite, I thought was super dope. V12 was tight. Um, Never Changed with Future was really good. No honorable mention with Quavo. Uh, And then another one, and I texted you about this one, Jake, but it's yeah. the one with Sway Lee. It was like TR666. So is that like tricks? I don't know. Like, I don't know how you're supposed <laughs> to say that. Um, it was really good, but I just feel like it's literally like wish. Like the beat is just yeah. like really slowed down uh, like wish. And it's just like, I don't know. But like, I was like, this this feels a little recycled. But uh, I mean, overall, I thought it was really good. Um, I don't know. What were your guys' thoughts? I really liked it as well. And even though... I've said it before on here, but like I get lost in super long albums, but for some reason with this one, I didn't. It didn't feel like that. Yeah. No, it didn't feel like it. And it's real. I think it's like just over an hour long. So for that many songs, it actually comes out to be pretty digestible. Um, But yeah, no big fan. I love his sound. Yeah. So first of all, he dropped TR666 back in 2018, right? Oh, did he? Yeah, this dropped like two or three years ago. And I found this interview with him on Hot New Hip Hop from 2018 uh, explaining the title. Trippy said, <laughs> quote, six protons, six neutrons, six electrons, melanin and black people's skin. Why I say TR666? Because Trippy Red is black, but Trippy Red is also dark. I make dark music. Whoa. Well, I obviously yeah. didn't He's, read To be clear, he said it's one. not satanic. So, yeah. Okay. He does not worship the devil. He wanted to specify. Well, that's a plus. That's a, that's a good thing. Always a good thing. Um, Yes. So, so he released um, it two yeah, years ago and then put it on this album. Yeah, no, and that's, or yeah, March 7, 2018. Got so, it. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, when you said that, when you said that, I was like, huh, weird, because I was like, is that the song from like two years ago? Why is Dakota sending me that? That makes much more sense. Uh, that's on the album. Maybe it is the same song as Wish. I Dude, need to listen it again. sounds like the beat. <laughs> like, it literally sounds like they slowed down the beat and just kind of like, you know, mellowed it out a little bit. And his flow to me also just sounds very similar. I'm like, this is almost the same song with just different lyrics and a Swaley feature. Um, but I mean, yeah, all in all, like I thought the album was um, pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah. Another really uh, good one um, that I thought from from last Friday too was the new Snot record, uh, "Beautiful Havoc." Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So obviously, so. you know, he had the he had the two Cole Bennett videos with the singles. Um, some other good songs. So revenge was definitely my favorite of the two singles. 
Life was really good. Uh, like yep. Me with Ian Dior was a good one. Sangria with Denzel Curry is crazy. Um, and uh, Mean with Flo Millie um, are some of my favorites. But this one, opposite of the Trippy Red album, is another kind of really quick 28-minute, like very digestible. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cool. I think that was like really kind of his first like full collection um, of music, like debut so. album. And it was, and it, I mean, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think the Cole Bennett videos were really smart too because I feel like oh for sure he he kind of like tailed off a little bit as far as awareness and pop culture for the last couple yeah. of months and then obviously the Cole Bennett videos brought him back a little Shoot bit it right back up yep forefront of that pop culture scene a little bit so but yeah no happy to see him winning he's from Florida right um is he I kind of nah I kind of think he's from Chicago bro oh really. Maybe I'm wrong. Born in New York, he moved to West Palm Beach, Florida at seven years okay, old. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so no. Almost, yeah. <laughs> um, makes sense with a Denzel feature. Ex- yeah, that does make a lot more sense. Well, you know, speaking of someone who I know for a fact is from Chicago, uh, King Vaughn uh, also dropped his album, uh, Welcome yeah. to O-Block. That one was cool. Um, yeah. I, I really like the, the first two songs, Armed and Dangerous and GTA, The Code with Polo G, um he's got a couple dirk features on there uh and then the i am what i am with 5 4 is also banger um i think he's so, so I, funny who is that i think like his lyrics like i think king von is is yeah. great <laughs> like a very underrated person right now um and like really like i mean you know chicago invented drill right but i feel like recently yeah. obviously london and, and new york have been really driving that scene it's nice to see king von ripping uh o-block i guess and <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> holding it down for chicago no, yeah, that was a super cool project. Um, and then the last one that I had kind of jotted down here uh, was Never Forget, which is the new Made in Tokyo album. It was solid. I mean, there's like the the song that he had with Wiz on there was pretty cool. Um, yeah. He had one with 24 Hours and Ty Dolla Sign. That was cool. I, obviously, we we talked about the BT Uncut, uh, which is the Chance Rapper and Smino song a couple weeks back. Right. Um, and then uh, the one with BJ the Chicago Kid was also cool. But I mean... This has got to be one of the most bizarre album covers that I've seen in a long time. Like, it's basically like his head almost like as a Russian nesting doll setup with like a hole cut in the back with his head again. And then there's like this little girl's body with a rabbit head and it's all in black and white. And you're just like, what is a husky? What am I looking at here? Like, (laughs) I think you said, Jake, that you added it to your library and you just keep looking at your phone like, what? what is this again? Like <laughs> Every time I open Apple Music, I'm like, what? Is- oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Made a Tokyo album. How did I forget? Um, yeah, no, 100%. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like Made in Tokyo. You know, I just like, <clears throat> before this release, most of his albums have been pretty brief, I feel like. And yeah, this is maybe his first one that's like really excessively long. Um, but, you know, I think what I liked about Made in Tokyo in the past was that like succinctness. Like he just made like pretty simple super upbeat uh you know atlanta trap music and, and this is obviously a more ambitious project but i'm excited to give it like a f- real full listen full to listen yeah, um, yeah this week yeah now i mean i definitely think he he stays true to his like sound um it's just yeah. a little bit fuller of a collection um the other one and i didn't i didn't i didn't uh listen to this like on friday when it came out outside of the the kendrick song but uh the buster rhymes project is actually pretty cool um so yeah, he's got he's got a uh, slow flow with old dirty bastard, which was sick. Um, yeah. There's a pretty cool song with Rick Ross, a really cool song with Anderson Pack, and then I mean 
the Kendrick Lamar song is, I mean, obviously exciting because that's the only feature that Kendrick's been on this entire year, and obviously he hasn't dropped in a minute. So, well, where are you at? I think Kendrick. <laughs> I feel like that track leaked well, uh, like a year and a half ago, almost. Let's look over your shoulder, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that leaked in uh, 2018, September 30th, 2018. In fact. A lot of a lot of a lot of so. stuff coming back from 2018 this week. <laughs> yeah, that was a big week this year. But yeah, I just remember like I, I was listening to it. And I was like, I've definitely heard this before, um, and yeah, that that was where. But no, it's a dope track. Just, but it, it kind of bums me out to know that Kendrick, you know, is still not dropping uh, new verses in 2020. Yeah, a little bit for sure. So it was like first out two years ago, and now it's like full release. It was just a leak the first time, or yeah, someone just leaked like leaked the track. The... I mean, um. Yeah, so like usually like if you go to a studio or something and you might leave the project files in the Pro Tools or something, then someone yeah. who runs the studio next will come and export it and then just upload it on the internet. Or maybe you, I don't know. Some people aren't very smart with how they secure their files, right? So some people just leave files sitting around on the internet or send them over email or over text and get hacked. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that, that one was an old leak for sure. Josie, <clears throat> what, have, uh, what have you been listening to the last couple of days? Well, I've been listening to new Ariana. Come on. Um, her album Positions. I, she came out with a music video um, like last week or before launch, which maybe you guys watched. Uh, but the full project is out. It's good. I kind of like have high expectations because it's Ariana Grande and her voice is right. just like incredible. Absolutely. And there's no like, thank you next, like no tears left to cry bangers on it. Maybe like, maybe I have to listen to it more. Maybe like the radio will pick up a few songs and then it will like make those songs blow it up. That. yeah yeah right. um but it, it's really good it's more like quiet less poppy there's obviously like some good pop dancers in there um some naughty songs in there <laughs> one of her songs is um 34 is plus 35 or whatever yeah. yeah so like you can do the math but there's some good lyrics and yeah no i've been listening to that and then the new sam smith album love goes I'm, I just really like Sam Smith. I've liked him for, I think, since, like, the Disclosure um, song. And I've seen him, weirdly, a few times in L.A., which, like, yeah. makes him more, like, relatable in, like, such a weird way. I, like, when I first moved here, I was at a restaurant, and I was with some friends, and I was like, that guy looks like Sam Smith. And then I was like, wait, like, that 100% just is, is Sam Smith. Like, I'm in L.A., <laughs> I'm, like, at this trendy place. Like, that is Sam Smith. It was just, like, a funny thing. That's amazing. Um, and, like, since then, I'm like, I like you more. I don't know why. It's, like, silly. Um, we're friends. We, yeah, we're <laughs> we run in the same like, circles. You would recognize me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there's a Burna Boy feature on it, which is like super random because obviously that's like super like stark contrast between the yeah. two of them. Yeah. Um, I really like the song So Serious. It's a good one. It's not, or like the whole project in general is kind of more like emotional, intimate about like broken hearts and like lost loves. But yeah, those are kind of the two new ones this week that I was excited to come out. Yeah, so so the Billboard like Hot 100s a week off, right? Because you need like a week of sales before you can try yeah. anything. So, like last week's charts got released today. So Ariana debuted at number one. I think she's the first female artist to have like five or something back to back consecutive number one debuts. Um, but the single only sold thirty four thousand copies this week, um, which is still a decisive number one for the most part. But it's a little bit slower than Thank You Next and. WAP, I think, comparatively did like 180,000 first week. Yeah. Um, which is insane. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like 
I feel like, I mean, just obviously as a result of COVID, you know, she just didn't really get a chance to do any press, right? I feel like this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, like the first thing I feel like I heard about it was she just tweeted like last month, like, can't wait to show you guys my album next month. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, what? (laughs) Like, whatever. Yeah, no, everyone was like, new Ariana. And I was like, oh, that'll be cool. But that's all I've heard. (laughs) It was just random. Yeah. Yeah, And then like just the one single right the week before. I mean, the music video is cool. Um, Yeah. The Jackie Kennedy vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then same thing with Sam Smith. I feel like it was also a pretty yeah. quiet release Kinda for the most part. Key, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Luke Combs. Does anyone know Luke Combs? Is that a country? Yeah, artist? yeah, yeah the country, country guy. Yeah, he came in hot at number two. He was pretty close. So people Almost love him. I like don't listen to him much. Like on my own, I know my family plays him. Like when I'm home for the holidays, yeah. I like realize I can sing along to more songs than I think I can and it's just from <laughs> hearing it uh with the family but yeah people love Luke Combs like that whole yeah. country crew I feel like is like obsessed with him and yeah no he's he's definitely big time right now yeah well I'm excited to see who comes out on top next week I, th- I have faith it's gonna be Ariana pretty sure but we'll see what happens I mean I think Trippy Trippy's gonna sell like 60 to 70k they said which should probably be number two unless Sam Smith does some serious numbers here so yeah We'll find out. Um, let's see. What have I been listening to? Um, had a pretty busy week, so I didn't dive into too many full albums besides the ones that Dakota already listed off. Um, but I listened a bit to the Krush EP. I think he dropped it a couple weeks ago called You Tell Me, uh, which I really liked. And I think we're going to feature one of his tracks on a new Music Monday here coming up soon. Um, there's a new Tierra Wax single, Dora, which is pretty dope. I just like Tierra Wax a lot in general. Um, Pennsylvania yeah, represent. Sick. Um, and the beat's kind of weird. Like I get why it's called Dora, you know, after listening to it, it's a little like, you know, kind of like that vibe <laughs> as far as the beat goes, but it's a cool track. Tierra crushes it as always. And then I really like the new Young Nudie uh, single with Metro Boomin by City. And I think they dropped the video today or yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to check it out yet, but um, been bumping that a bunch this weekend. Uh, what a Peter Sun's album uh, last Thursday too. Oh, yeah. We don't have that yeah, down here, but it's supposed to be in the list. Yeah, no, he, yeah, no uh, I've been bumping that a bunch. Cranberry, it's one of my favorite tracks for sure um definitely go check that out if you have not yet already um he's blowing up and then i guess the new felly track as well out my head it's uh, one of my favorites um that we made they put together last summer so excited that that's finally out there in the world more more felly on the way i'm sure <clears throat> can't give too much away um i guess with that i'll plug our playlists um i've got medium rare which i update every other week and i need to update this week um, and Dakota's got DAC Wave Radio. You can find both of those on our website, stakeworldwide.com. Josie's going to someday, she's going to do it. It's just going to be the Ariana, Ariana album for now. Yeah, just drop it into a playlist. It, and then I'll just be like, yeah. album's out. Oh, oh you're not going to give me a chance to speak? <laughs> <laughs> the playlist done. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dakota, you want to take us into the Michelin and McDonald's? Yeah, let's do it. So obviously, uh, no guests this week. So I'm just going to pick both of your brains here and see what you think. Obviously, Michelin or McDonald's, you know, if you like the track, Michelin, if you could live without it, McDonald's. So I've just got four this week again. Uh, first one is Losses by Lil TJ. Michelin. Oh, all right, Josie. Okay. I thought you, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought you picked good ones this week. I was like, all right. Well, let's go. Yeah, I liked all. I liked most of these like a lot. Like I'll listen to them again. But li- I listened to them for my first time, like when you sent me these. So I haven't maybe dug into them as deep as you guys have had. But off first off the cuff, Michelin. 
yeah, Stanley. No, I agree. It's it's Michelin. Yeah, it's no, been a while since we've heard from little TJ, right? Dude, I was just so. gonna say he. I mean, I he was one of my favorites last year, and he just hasn't. Yeah, really we talked about this. this I feel like, yeah, yeah. that's fair. No, I mean, it, I haven't. Uh, I haven't either. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one really has, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. So that was a good one. I really enjoyed. Uh, next one is Stay Down, Lil Dirk, Black, and, and Young Thug. Stanley. Uh, I mean, Michelin for sure. Yeah. Michelin. Um, I mean, I just, I'm a big Young Thug fan, I feel like. And I mean, it's Dirkshire, of course. So yeah, totally. I mean, it's pretty, pretty genius collab all around, I feel like. Video is cool too. Yeah. Mm, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you should definitely definitely check that out um next one is comes from a guy that we talked a little bit about a couple months back um kind of new up and coming guy uh red veil and kenny mason the song's ray gun so i think this is you know he he dropped that project a couple months ago um and yep. then there's just, just a loose single michelin josie i like the ad libs like the pew and like the <laughs> <laughs> so michelin for that <laughs> no yeah I, I love this connection i feel like I, it's I wonder if it just happened in the last like couple of weeks, right? I feel like Red Veil obviously just started getting press after the Fantano review. Yeah, right. right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I definitely like this. Um, yeah, <laughs> I agree. The ad libs are pretty creative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if we can't go four for four here. So the last one, and Jake, you know, you've been listening to this song apparently for two years. So I'll ask you, Josie, uh, look over your shoulder with Busta Rhymes and Kendrick. This was my least favorite of the group. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I kind of got bored until Kendrick came in. Fair okay. enough. I, I mean, I, I, I really liked his verse. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Kendrick's but obviously, you know, I think all of these are pretty cool. Cause I picked them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like the track. I get where Joe's is coming from though, for sure. I feel like if you're not trying to really dive into the bars, it's definitely not like a super yeah. engaging listen. Um, yeah. but no, I mean. I do like doing that, so <laughs> especially for me. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, uh, on that note, let's uh, let's just roll into kind of news from from this past week. So, obviously, last Saturday was Halloween. Um, kind of a big story that I keep seeing stuff about everywhere is uh, Travis Scott posted a picture of him out front with you know his his cars in his uh, in his in his Batman costume and kind of got like roasted yeah he kind of got roasted by all his fans and then just like <laughs> turned off his in, like deactivated his Instagram account I was like oh poor Trav like <laughs> this isn't gonna play yeah, well I mean, for his uh, his big personal branding push that he's going on uh, this year that's a, exactly no, this, I mean, this is brutal for sure. I mean, <laughs> cyberbullying is definitely real, <laughs> even Dude, for yeah. those people. <laughs> They're yeah, definitely reading those comments. I know. Part of me uh, was like, come on, like, you should do this. Like, there's so many trolls and like clowns out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're, you think you're, like activating over it? Like, is there something more to this? I don't know, but I think it's back, isn't it? I think he reactivated it. It, might, it, it could be by now, but it. I don't know, but it's funny. Yeah. It's just like, oh man, like, who cares bro you're travis exactly, scott like, yeah, you're like super were you really like were you really trying to be batman for halloween like like <laughs> they are your feelings that bad like you really were like i am batman today like i don't know no, i just not back it super funny oh it's still yeah. okay. still gone mm-hmm. um yeah no i mean definitely kind of sucks i mean it's definitely he's gonna have to bring it back at some point right because it's definitely oh, got like 10 to. brands paying him hefty sums of money to promote like mcdonald's and all yeah. these other things so 
definitely a weird move from that perspective. And then, yeah, I mean, it's obviously easy for us to be like, yo, man, like <laughs> hold it together. Like, but it would definitely suck to get like a million <laughs> like mean comments on your yeah, post. Like, like I, no one says like, anything mean like on any of my posts, minutes. you know? Yeah. 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 In like 15 minutes. So like, I get no negative feedback on social media ever. So I, even one comment would probably push me over the edge a little bit. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I can't imagine how he's feeling. Uh, yeah. But then like the, the other end of that's Drake, right? And I don't know how Drake did it, but you can only comment on his posts if you're like one of his approved people. Mm. So it's like, that's the kind of the flip side. But then I feel like, you know, Travis Scott's whole appeal is, that, you know, the kids, he's like interacting with the fans, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, yeah. He lets well, people right, comment on stuff. You could have just stuff. like restricted all comments if it was exactly. like, too much. But <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, definitely... That definitely means Travis Scott takes Halloween more seriously than we thought. Um, <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he must have had someone like in his circle, like also roasting him. Being yeah. Like, dude. And like, he was like, you know what, <laughs> dude, whatever. If you're going to, if you're trolling me, like I'm shutting it down for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> had to be. Um, or maybe he just yeah. wanted everyone talking about the fact that he deactivated his Instagram account. And then yeah. He maybe he's just playing some, some serious time. chess. Yeah. He I got it. So he, I know he enlisted a bunch of people to write some really mean comments <laughs> about him so that he could make a scene. Hired actors. I mean, so I know Travis Scott's probably different, but if I deactivate my Instagram, do I get my Instagram back or is it gone forever? No, you get it back. Like you can deactivate your Facebook. I can deactivate it the same way. And okay. Yeah. To my that knowledge, sucks. at least. Yeah. I don't think you like have to create it. No, no one can take my username like while it's deactivated. Right. I don't think so we should like, should, we, should we be trying? Like, I assume someone's already tried that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Could you imagine if we snatch up the Travis Scott handle? Travis and Scott. Be like, oh, dude, you want it back? It's gonna be a mill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a bag. Um, yeah. Yeah. That. How'd you guys make it big? We actually just tr- jacked just Travis Scott's Travis Instagram Scott's. handle. He was crying after Halloween, and we just really- pretty lucrative business move <laughs> on our end. We just really hit him with a double whammy, like <laughs> cyberbullying, extortion, like oh my God. the whole nine. Really rough day, yeah. Um, all right, we'll, we'll keep it rolling here. So, uh, some some interesting news uh, in the in the boxing world uh, in terms of hip hop. So, a couple things that happened that I thought were like interesting in the last week. Uh, so, Floyd Mayweather um, just did an interview last week where he confirmed that his daughter is pregnant with like NBA young boys kid. Um, which I also I didn't realize he like he already has seven kids like this is gonna yeah. be his eighth kid and he's twenty. But they are dating, That's right? Wild. I so I I don't pretty I sure think so. I'm I think they are. Um, and there was just I think a bunch of rumors swirling, and Floyd was finally like, yeah, it's it's true. Because I feel like because I feel like NBA NBA Young Boy's mom and Floyd Mayweather have been beefing on Instagram for yes. a while now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been an ongoing that. thing. Well. Um, um, she went to jail for like stabbing. Yes. Yes. Like, she went over to his house and then there was already a girl there. And then they got in a tiff and then she like stabbed the girl a few times. Yes. I do jail. remember that now. Yeah. That's pretty baller. So yeah. the story is kind of like deeper than just <laughs> pregnancy. <laughs> There's like stabbing involved um, yeah. for him pretty much. But. Just a wild headline to read, though. Like <laughs> Floyd Mayweather confirms his daughter Yaya is pregnant with NBA young boy's child. Like, whoa, no, I, mean, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't mess with Floyd Mayweather or his daughter. No, no, no shot. Suits are definitely, definitely the real deal over there. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, in in other, uh, so well, real fast. Floyd, did you guys see that oh, yeah, video? Yeah. 
like two weeks ago, Floyd Mayweather showing all of his cars off in his garage. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, which black car should I drive today? Oh my God. He's like, Lamborghini, Ferrari. He's like, or this Ferrari, or this Ferrari, or this Lamborghini, or this Ferrari. It's the most ridiculous. And he has like four dudes in there, like cleaning his cars. <laughs> it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> he is, he's definitely all time. Um, but yeah, so his, his boy, uh, who he's done a lot of promotion and stuff with, Javante Davis, uh, just fought for uh, the light, he- light, heavyweight as well as uh super featherweight or sorry lightweight and super featherweight titles this weekend against um uh leo santa Cruz. cruz but he so when they're walking down right like i think your your entourage is significantly smaller uh these days with covid but Right to his right is just Lil Uzi Vert walking him it's down to the ring. Sick. I watched it's like the intro. Really sick. This is yeah. really hype. Like I would be so confident too about to go kick somebody's ass if like I got escorted. <laughs> you just out. got Uzi right next to you. Like yeah, let's go. But it's also crazy. Like all the pictures that they took, I just didn't really think like how small Javante Davis is. I mean, him and Uzi are like the same Big height. Size. Like he's yeah. five five. Yeah, oh yeah, he's five five. And then just to see a dude five five like lay that vicious knockout on that guy. You're like, man, like you would not want to accidentally get into a bar fight with this guy. You think like, Oh, you're with a bunch of your homies. Like this guy's really short. We probably got this. (laughs) Nope. Then you wake up at home. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't even realize, but when I watched the clip, like it doesn't look like one doesn't significantly stand out as like the athlete in the group. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so con like it typically is so, you know, stand out of like, holy he's taller he's big but like, no, he's, he's yeah. like losing him in the group yeah uh, where is yeah, boxing no. happening at right now um i don't know where that fight was i know like ufc's doing their they have their fight island in abu, right. Dhabi, in abu Dhabi, been, Dhabi right yeah they've been ripping um where's boxing okay. i would i would think like vegas florida vegas florida. florida i don't even know how to search it looks like la yeah, I don't that know. I mean, I there. yeah, I feel like the UFC know, it's is different. just like they're all different. really blowing theirs out, though. Like, I mean, they've had so many fights in the last few months. Well, so here it is. November 14th, Las Vegas. November 21, London. November 28th, Carson, California. December 5th, Dallas. December 12th, London. Whoa, so they're yeah, just the moving all over. Wherever. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Where their audiences? I guess. Yeah. Like full. Uh, I can't imagine. I think so. There aren't any in Abu Dhabi, right? It's fully no. just. It's like literally like the production team, like whoever you have from your team. Yeah. Everyone's masked up. Like it's you have to quarantine for like you have to quarantine for like a week before you fly there. And then everyone has their own hotel room and like basically a private hotel. Like, um, but okay. yeah, there was a there was an audience for the that fight. The uh, Devonta Davis one. How many fans? Ten thousand people. Ten thousand. That's a lot. Ten thousand at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Whoa. Ten thousand in that stadium is not very many. I have been there, and it's that's not necessarily that many, but still, that's a that's a lot more than you'd think you'd hear. That is a lot more (laughs) than I thought I was going to say for sure. I think it's the first fight that's had people so far. I mean, that makes sense too. San Antonio, especially to do it in Texas, right? Like, yeah, they don't really care. I can I can tell you from experience they do not really care down there. Um, so uh, in other news, so Eminem became the first artist since Michael Jackson to go platinum in four decades. Um, I just thought this was like interesting, especially considering you know like 
Jake, you made a comment like a couple weeks ago about how kind of young the whole idea of streaming is. And like, you know, people haven't really recognized like how, how long you can really kind of collect revenue off of streaming as these songs like continue to grow in age. And it's just like, it's like, man, like we might see this a lot more moving forward. Right. Um, But also it's just another kind of example that made me think of that too, is like uh, I saw this week as well, that Drake's take care has spent uh, the last like seven and a half years on the billboard charts. So it's just like, I mean, obviously big artists like Drake and Eminem, like you're going to see this more, but I I just think it's kind of a cool thought that that's potentially going to be more of a thing. The so there's the record that he released an album in each of the four decades that went platinum, right? It's not just that he had a plat an album at some point that went platinum in four decades, right? He I mean, released. what did he release this year that went platinum? Didn't he did release something this year? Murder music or something, right? Wasn't that this year? Music to be murdered by. I think so actually, because I remember recently being like, "Oh, Eminem has new music out," and it felt so random to me. Maybe that was this year. Oh, when did that? When did that come out? Yeah, twenty twenty. All right, fair enough. <laughs> that is technically well, this year. Yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't listen to that project, but uh, uh, people were, <laughs> people were listening to that. that. That's the one that had Godzilla on it. I think that's the cold. Oh, movie. was it? Okay. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. Oh, so. fair enough. Damn, that feels like so long ago. That feels so long ago. When were the I mean, VMAs? It's so long ago now. Was it the VMAs. Oh, that was those are recently. What, what is that? What Cole Bennett was up for? That was the yeah, video, right? It was yeah. yeah, it was unreal. But <laughs> so, will this happen more in the future? Only if artists release music over forty years <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, or, I guess it could be 20, 21 years, twenty two years. Yeah, or <laughs> I guess ninety. What was like? Uh, nah, close to thirty probably. But yeah, close to thirty. So, but yeah, I mean, there definitely will be a lot more artists that are going platinum when they're like seventy. Uh, than there are now yeah. no doubt about it not for sure um yeah and then the last kind of piece of news that i thought was like kind of interesting and saw a lot about was uh they had the bet awards uh last week as well and then so like Lil baby and the baby were up for almost every single award it seemed like um in some yeah. capacity and they both just got skunked and then afterwards you know people were just kind of like up in arms about it but little baby tweeted he's like i don't really care about awards like i care about making millions and then, you know, baby had to really flex and be like, well, I just signed a $4 million deal, so I don't care either. Like, <laughs> so I feel like, like, I don't care. I think, I mean, the best was when it was, was a Yeezus that was up for best hip hop album and kind of didn't show up. And then Kim like posted on her Instagram and like, they were like getting dinner with the guy who the chef, the head chef from Nobu in Tokyo instead that night. And they're like, they, like it was some caption that was like, don't, like, don't need any more awards at home or something. It was like, <laughs> we're out of flexing room. on the award shows for a while. Yeah, but then kind of yeah. did flip his thing last, like a couple weeks ago, right? Because he said he would go to the show to get his award. He, d- he did. He yeah, because yeah. they. So. Well, I think I think it was more so that he was probably a little salty that Billboard just didn't even hit him up because he was like, he he won like you know four gospel awards and he was like, oh thanks like for the awards, but like, I didn't invite me next year. I would have pulled up. <laughs> like I would have totally been there. They're like, oh, I don't know if we want to deal with that. He probably wouldn't have shown up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I feel like these award shows are so hard to like really justify at a certain point here. Yeah. Like yeah. whether no matter what it is, like movies, TV shows, music, it's like so hard to understand the rationale because like, I mean, there's no rationale given, I guess, you know, yeah. like they're just like, this is the best hip hop album of the year based off a bunch of anonymous voters who don't tell us why they felt that way. Meg Thee Stallion won that. It's very difficult. Right? 
did yeah i think she did i think hers won which yeah. makes sense she had like i think that's fair more eventful i think in the year than old baby but it would suck to be like the most nominated and then win nothing like i think right. although i think baby, baby had, had the best selling album right what'd you say right? this little baby had the best yeah um he's definitely up there one of them uh my turn is the highest selling best highest selling highest streaming album of the year as of september 12th 2020 he was the first out i just go double platinum in 2020 cool which pretty strong yeah um, not that sales obviously get you an award indicate quality by any means but it's like it's yeah. just so confusing because it's like i just don't know what what quality metrics are going off of you know i think we run into this every year. I'm sure the Grammys will be just as controversial here in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I almost think Lil Baby and DaBaby probably don't even get nominated. Maybe DaBaby gets nominated. Lil Baby doesn't even get nominated for a Grammy or something. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's just like, it's a total toss up. And then it's also weird because you have like seven competing award shows, you know, and then they all kind of give awards to different people, which is kind of nice on one hand. On the other hand, you're kind of like, I don't which get one do what the I point of these is. Yeah. Right, exactly. I don't have time for seven yeah. award shows. I just want a you know? Grammy. That's really it. Right. Like- <laughs> exactly. Be a man and Grammy. I just want to be able to take a shot out of the trophy. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, what is this note about shows increased impact? Oh, I just, yeah, no, I mean, I just thought it was funny. Like, you know, like everyone, it seems like these days just has like these crazy brand deals that they are continuing oh, yeah. to do and like capitalize off themselves. Right. And like, I feel like, especially with COVID, it seems like, um, you know, with no one really being able to do like crazy stuff, it's like the, the impact of like, um, just like product integration with people, like I think yeah. is just going to continue to, to, to drive through the roof. Um, yeah. I, I imagine having these awards, you know, when you go to a boardroom or something like not the artist going to a boardroom, but like whoever is putting together these brand partnerships, like the agent having those awards probably boosts the resume pretty substantially. Right. Yeah. yeah like, because a lot of these, a lot of people at these companies cannot be listening to little baby, you know, like, no, well, and it also might be like, like who's watching these, right? So it's like, okay, you can make yeah, the case that if I won like a Billboard award, right? Like that's kind of a more genuine, general kind of population, you know, people watching that versus just like the BT awards. So it's point. like, yeah, Post Malone probably resonates with a wider demographic than, uh, you know, the baby might or yeah. like things like right. that. So like it's, it probably to your point does help, but it also probably kind of gives them some firepower to say like, I resonate with all of these different markets yeah. of these people who are like actively following this show or watching on these networks, things of that nature. But right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, yeah. Cause I feel like most artists don't have a great sense of who their fans are from like Spotify or SoundCloud analytics. Right. It's a pretty vague yeah. sense. And I mean, it doesn't do much for you. Whereas I feel like at least you could just tote the metrics of the BET awards and be like, look, like the Nielsen, you know, streaming data says that, you know, we were in 2 million households and that, you know, the ethnicity split was this or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, weird. Well, uh, so moving out of news, we'll, uh, we'll head into the dessert for the evening. So, uh, we've got a community question here from, uh, our homie Shane. Uh, so essentially his question is for an artist to stay relevant, how many products should they be looking to drop within a given year in today's music climate outside of, you know, big artists like Drake, Cole, Kanye, um, and that came from our homie Shane underscore Shane Rhodes. Um, but yeah, he, we were just kind of talking about this a little bit. And he was you know, like saying that West Side Gun's about to drop his fourth project of the year, right? Like in 2020, 
obviously we've been talking a lot about trippy red uh earlier in this podcast like he's he's dropped five albums since 2018 and then i saw today that kendrick lamar hasn't released an album in like 1298 days like so it's just like it's like what what do you think is the appropriate number of projects you know if you're probably not a kendrick a cole a drake um you know, to, to really kind of stay relevant when there is so much music being released nowadays? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I think I always think it's like, a, it's a dicey question to answer because I do think the answer is like very different depending it's on... It's very different. Well, yeah, I mean, depending on the type of artist you are, right? And and I don't want to say the quality of the music, but like the, the type of music you're releasing, right? And like what you're trying to do with the music, I feel like, you know, I mean, Kendrick... Kendrick did go through a period, right, when he was dropping mixtapes, or it was much more yeah. consistent, right? He was at least right. dropping an- annually. Um, right. And, and even when he was doing the EPs, it was a little bit more often than that. And I feel like, you know, when you're building a fan base, it's never a bad thing to release a lot of music, as long as that music is of a certain quality, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to, you know, shift the culture, which I feel like some of these artists that we listed, you know, kind of like Drake or Kendrick or Kanye or anyone else, right? It's like, you have to be a lot more specific about what you put into that album because yeah, people are really going to dissect everything you do. You know what I mean? And it opens you up to a lot more scrutiny. Um, but at the same time, I think like West Side Gun, you know, has the right idea, obviously. It's going really well for him. But the issue is if he missed a step at all here in these four releases, I feel like his run would be over. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would not listen to his fifth album <laughs> in yeah. 2020 if, that, if it came to that. Um, but I think like if you look at someone who did it really well, right? Go back to like 2014, 2015, Young Thug, probably 2014, oh, yeah. 2013, Young Thug, right? It was like, I mean, he dropped Slime Season, Slime Season 2, Barter 6, um, there's one or two other album, or mixtapes that year. It was like four or five mixtapes in an album that year. And, and it was then, like, I mean, and then Jeffrey was somewhere right around there too. Jeffrey was, yeah, following, like that following year after, um, yeah, after the Barter 6, I think. But yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely ways to do it right. But I think like, on average, if you're just an artist who's trying to like really get it started, I would say one full length album a year is more than enough, right? And then you can always release promotional singles and and tie it together. And but it gives your album time to breathe. And I think and a lot of yeah. artists have songs that take a little bit of time to get noticed. You know, like unless you're gonna put a million dollars in the promotion first day, no one's gonna hear your album the day you release it, right? But yeah. it's gonna slowly trickle through Spotify over time. Yeah, um, and eventually people will hear it. It probably like oh I think a lot of it too like probably depends on kind of like what is your actual like vision for the project right like if you're telling right. some like long narrative that's like very specific to a point in your life that you really want to like drive home and let like your to your point like let it breathe for a while then like yeah probably once a year or year and a half like makes sense yeah. to like let that run out but you know if you're just West Side Gun and you've just got or Trippy Red who's you know dropping twenty seven song. <laughs> projects every every uh couple months like you know yeah you've got to evolve i mean an important thing to remember for some of those artists too is that like i mean i don't know what their record deals look like right but sometimes they're really just dropping to get out of the record deal sometimes they're contractually obligated to release albums and realistically for a lot of these artists like it's also a way most to make money right so i mean if you don't have a large catalog or you need more money um then you have to put Mm -hmm. out more music because that's the fastest way to kind of like grow the base of your income, like your recurring income that you have. Um, so it's definitely a complex thing, but I would say target once a year and then, you know, adjust as needed. If you're making more music than that, then I'd say feel free to release. And if you're not making more music than that, then don't feel pressured to, to rush. What about you, Josie? How many albums, if, if, if you're a West Side Gun fan, right? Or any fan, how many albums of one person would you listen to in a year? 
and like that was that yeah exactly like at a certain point i'm like i love you and i love your music and i'm a fan but like i gotta listen to somebody else or like (laughs) yeah i don't know yeah there is a threshold and it's obviously putting on new stuff is great like in whatever field kind of like getting your eyes in front of new people and coming out with new things and having your you know having a reason for people to talk about you again is typically positive but there is like a thin line at the same time um maybe two or three in a year max i would listen to i would say but like one i'm like thrilled you know like i'm still waiting for rihanna and i'm like yeah when it doesn't come out you know twice or three times a year then it also depending on who you are can build some really fun hype around it too so yeah i don't feel like there's a straight answer but yeah no i think that's super true um you want to take us in the nightcap, Dakota? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, for the nightcap today, we wanted to talk about some news that that this this really just came out today, right? Um, that uh, Spotify essentially announced yeah. that they're now offering basically an algorithm uh, algorithm algorithmic whoa uh, promotion um, to essentially like allow people to you know boost and get kind of you know more traction from their algorithm if if the artist and their label is willing to take a lower payment on the songs that they're doing it through. So it's like, to me, I'm like, this is just straight up pay to play. Like we will, Correct. we will boost your songs and play your way more. If you're allowing us to keep more of the money that we're making off of it. Wow. Which I think is like, it's almost kind of like everything that we've heard from artists across the industry of the last couple of years and being disgruntled in their deals and not having as much, like, you know, access and freedom with their music and, you know, capitalizing on the money, not owning their masters, all of these things. It's like Spotify really just was like, how can we really just drive the nail into the coffin and like take more back? Like, yeah, I just think it's kind of an absurd. I guess to paint a picture. So what they're saying basically is that they're going to like reserve spots on Discover Weekly and all of those algorithmic playlists that they pop up on your home screen all the time. And they're going to only give those artists who basically fit within like whatever their algorithm defines, you know, you to be a fan of their music. And then, you know, you have to pay, I don't, they haven't announced what percentage of your royalty payment back, but I mean, it's, it's a very ridiculous proposition, right? Because Spotify pay is the lowest, uh, you know, royalty out of the the big three, right? So like Apple music pays like twice that of Spotify and title plays like almost four times that of Spotify. So Spotify is already paying. Oh, sorry, yeah. really quick. So if you're an artist, no, then you want people to be listening to you from on Apple Music. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I there's, mean, yeah, there's a couple reasons. Title, you're doing well. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So Spotify has the lowest pay per stream because partially because um they have a free tier, right? So yeah. there's a certain amount of listeners who aren't paying that premium fee, and so technically the ads are supposed to be subsidizing that, but it's not a one to one. Um, conversion there and then secondly they have the largest international mix so spotify premium and ad space internationally is cheaper than it is in the u.s mm-hmm. so therefore um, basically you just make less money when you're getting money from spotify uh, than the other two for now um, so it definitely feels like salt in the wound um, I don't, yeah and I, I it's also like ethically very confusing right because right like i mean talking to someone earlier so spotify is the equivalent of an online retailer right it's it's a retail it's a storefront right you go on there and you're basically even though if, even if you don't really know it you're engaging in a transaction all the time and it's bizarre because 
like if Best Buy had come and said, hey, if you give us like, you know, 50% off of your, you know, we'll take 50% of the revenue from your album. And if you let us do that, we'll like put you in the front of the store. I'm not sure if that like that's fully allowed, right? Like, I think the closest that it would be allowed would be if I was Universal and I had Ariana Grande assigned to me, right? And I said, "Look, we're gonna give you're gonna give Best Buy a bunch of like buy one get five dollars off coupons, and we'll pay for those coupons." And then Best Buy then puts my album with all the other Universal albums in the front of the store with you know sign that you know announces that coupon, right? So it's like it's a very strange thing now where I like I don't know if this is like really a precedented situation, right? Because First of all, obviously, all of the major labels are going to do this, right? They're all going to opt oh, in. Oh, 100%. I'm pretty sure for this royalty split, right? So you're going to have to opt in at a certain point if you want to get on one of those algorithmic playlists, or, right? It's, yeah, continue to be competitive. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, just a, it's just steroids in baseball, right? It's best analogy. It's the only way to keep a level playing field is you have to engage in this, right? And then it's like, okay, then every other, if it's successful, then every other retailer, right? Apple Music Tidal. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just have better ethics departments. I'm not sure. Uh, but maybe they don't and they're like oh well we should engage in this as well and then you know and then maybe you create tiers of monetization right so then it's like oh well if you give up 20 percent, then you get in these buckets but then if you you know if you give up 60 percent, you get in these buckets well, sure maybe you're not making money from these songs but if they click on your profile they follow your profile and you're not giving up royalties on these songs then maybe you'll still net more you know incremental income um, it becomes like a big gambling like conversation um and it, it makes an already complex like online music distribution situation much even more complex. Yeah, like it just just doesn't need to be that complex. And until like there's actually proof that first of all the algorithm is working, right? It's actually giving my music to fans who want to hear my music, right? Or like potential fans. And B, they're not just bots, right? Like that. Like, can you imagine giving up sixty percent of your earnings only for it to all? And then you're like, oh my god, I'm blowing up in like I don't know Peru. And then it's like, oh, Some no, click it's, farm. Just, it's just a bot. Yeah, it's just a bot farm. Like, yeah, it's just so frustrating uh, because Spotify wouldn't give us any transparency. Even if they identified those listeners as bots and removed them from the platform, they're never going to like refund you for that money or alert you to be like, hey, sorry, we actually just fed your music to bots for six months. Like none of those, none of those, none yeah. of those numbers. Please are don't got, try to go on tour because you're not going to sell a <laughs> ticket. Yeah. It's like there's just so much opacity um, in this transaction. It just feels very uh, questionable to me. Um, so this I'm, is I'm happening. Yeah. yeah, I think happening. Char Data announced this today, and I think Spotify confirmed the CEO confirmed this today. Mm. I think I sent you the article to go. Yeah, um, yeah, you did. So yeah, it's happening. Um, I mean, unless there's an overwhelming portion of negative feedback here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a good reminder <laughs> to make sure you do your research on where you're streaming music. If you have something besides Spotify, <laughs> don't be afraid to stream music over there because it is more beneficial for the artist for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just very frustrating overall, I feel like. Because um, yeah, it is the exact opposite. Like we've had 15 guests on this show so far, right? And everyone's told us like, you know, like obviously making more money off music would be nice. Like, you know, a little, like, you know, having, you know, as someone, one of the unions, one of the music performers unions brought up a proposition to Spotify two weeks ago that everyone gets paid at least a penny per stream. And then this week they announced this, right? So it's and they're like, like, they're like, oh, you're not going to like what's coming down the pipeline. <laughs> That's a nice I mean, yeah. thought, but we're gonna we're gonna blow that one up. I mean, given the, the the status of the world, you have to think that this was something that's been in the works for like at least a year, right? Like this was not yeah. a COVID era decision. Like this is just something that was on their roadmap because this is obviously very, or at least almost extremely tone deaf uh, potentially yeah. here <laughs> to 100%. see how this pans out. 
because uh, yeah, people need that money to make it. But then it's like, oh, if I can spend that money to blow up, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's a good chance. Like I don't know. It's <sighs> just, it, I mean, it's just going to be so hard to like try to even quantify like what's the break even here. Like, yeah, you know how like was it worth yeah, it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Here, here, here's a good proposition. If a major business, if a large corporation ever offers you a situation where it's like you should gamble your money to like, you know, reap, reap some kind of benefit within my platform, it's never a good deal. <laughs> like Spotify is a for-profit business. So whatever they're doing, however they're doing this, it's, it's going to benefit them more than it's going to benefit you in the long term, right? Like that's that's the reason that this exists. Um, it's not for your benefit. It's for these shareholders. Um, so just always something to consider. Um, to that point, if this episode gets yanked off Spotify, we're still on Apple. <laughs> we're still on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's everything. Anyone else have any other any other points? Awesome. Well, this is Stake Worldwide. Uh, that is S T E A K W O R L D W I D E. Well, that's hard to spell. Uh, that's <laughs> find us on any social media spelled like that. This is the Main Course Podcast. Uh, We release these every Thursday. So uh, yeah, come check them out. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good week. Peace.